This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Watford Buzz podcast. Myself, Matt Messiano, Jordan Weimer and Tom Burdell in the building. Um, right, guys, uh, was it, was it, uh, Uncle Rum that first started coming out with the, with the emergency, uh, was it Sunday service, I think is what he calls it, isn't it? And I guess we're having one of our own um, emergency pods here because we weren't scheduled to, um, to come together to talk today, but I think everyone listening knows why we're here. We'll start with the, the elephant in the room then. Um, Rob Edward sacking, did it, did it surprise you guys? Uh, Jordan, if you, if you can come in first, where was you when you heard the news and, and and how surprised were you, if if at all? Yeah, I was surprised, to be honest. Um, I was just, it must have been, what I must have been at 8, 8 a.m. this morning. So I was, I've been at work for a little while and I was chipping away and I looked down at my phone for the first time in the morning, really, and saw, had a message and I thought it was a joke. And then, yeah, opened it up and unfortunately it was not a joke. So, um yeah, I spoke to you guys and then obviously find ourselves here not that long after. It's what what time is it now for you guys? 8.40 as we record this in the evening. So it's been, um, yeah, with the time change, oftentimes I wake up and look at my phone, there'll be something. But this morning I woke up, looked at my phone, there was nothing. And then uh, a few hours later, here we are. So, yeah, it's been a roller coaster of a day. Tom? Yeah, just stunned. I shouldn't be stunned, obviously. None of us should be, but I am stunned. And yeah, I think you know whenever this happens you kind of um you feel like you need to just check that you've not been duped that it is an official club twitter feed don't you that it's on the (laughs) website as well and and so on the telegraph are usually very good with watford and you know they were ahead of the 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 club to the punch obviously and yeah i was having a good monday and then it really really put a downer on my monday i have to be honest and i noticed even in your intro matt you sounded a bit down compared to normal normally you're very upbeat and positive he did sound very matt did sound very down in that one yeah it just sounded resigned didn't it it was it was quite sad so 
Yeah. <sighs> well, I, I was um, very much on the fence, um, particularly after the last few decisions. I think the most important one most recently was the transfer window where we all felt as though Rob hadn't been backed and it just it was a clear indicator that something was 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 wrong and we've heard from a lot of people who have been very outspoken on this their opinions and and, and they've been you know very firmly in the in the pots about category I, I was I was thankful to to previous seasons that we've had with them where they've genuinely done some good things but it feels like today is is the 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 straw that broke the camel's back it's I don't think they can come back from this. It's, it's completely, it's completely ruined everything that they've built, and um, I I don't know if I know a single, a single Watford fan now who isn't firmly potso out, and and I you know I share that opinion as well, which I tweeted out not long after the news broke. I don't know if I'm as binary as potso out, right? I am very annoyed. And, you know, we'll get into the kind of the reasons and whatnot behind that. And I think, you know, we're probably all fairly aligned in that respect. I am very, very annoyed and I've never felt lower about the Potts ownership. They have to answer. He has to answer. Let's not drag his dad into this. Gino Pozzo has to answer some questions, some big, serious questions. Um and I noticed that in the, the club statement, he was quoted for the first time in forever. But two pars on a club mm. statement or three pars or whatever it was in a club statement did not make up for 10 years of radio silence when it was needed, you know, leadership from the top. Um, but I still don't know if I... Um, he has to go, you know. I am very angry and very annoyed and very disappointed and all those kind of adjectives but do I actively think we'd be better off or do maybe we would be better off with something else do I uh, the way I look at it is do I think he's intentionally kind of making decisions I disagree with harming the club you know are we are we at that stage that that's my that's my that's my personal threshold for do you know what I mean that's when I that's and I'm not saying that you think that, but that's kind of my personal threshold. Is he making decisions that are not doing us good? I believe so. Yes. 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 I think I don't think that anyone believes that he's making decisions just to annoy Watford fans. <laughs> I mean, he wants success. If he for is, his, and he's he, good at he it. He wants success for his club, but I I believe he wants success for the club for one main purpose, which is the mm. the business purpose to make income basically and i think this is another example of of one of those decisions but it doesn't make sense to me even from a business point of view i, I, I mean I'm, i can't profess to be um you know some kind of knowledgeable of all things business but i don't understand why you would make such a decision that is going to let's i mean let's call ourselves shareholders shall we um why would why would you make such a business decision that would annoy and annoys you know quite a loose term you know people are up in arms about this all mm. of your shareholders that's not going to be good for the business is it surely not because because then you're you, you're I don't know, uh, carry on for me jordan i can't i can't do this well i think no matter what way you look at it if you think of it from you know a, a pr perspective or if you think of it from a you know fun like functioning running of the business perspective it's still an odd decision i think what it does indicate i think what we have to look when we talk about this this 
this act from from Juno and what we have to kind of look at and try and assess or analyze as to why it's happened. Uh, I think what we can do is we can draw from it some clear indication of what his plan is and what he holds in in highest regard in regards to how the football club is run. Obviously, we were promised a lot of things during the off season when Rob was appointed. Uh, you know, the the idea that we perhaps changed ways and and changed our kind of mentality and our ideas to match that of what is more successful now. And you know, clearly we're kind of in that no man's land limbo phase of running the club as we were, and it was costing us. So I think you know there was some positivity that we could be doing something different, and and clearly uh, we weren't fully committed to that as a whole as we were led to believe. So. It's an odd decision uh, for multiple reasons, which I'm, which I'm sure we'll get into, but there is something at least maybe we can take from it in, in, in saying that we now do know where perhaps the uh, uh, the motivation lies. Let's go back to the beginning, shall we? Um, when Rob Edwards was appointed, we had this statement, which has now become famous, the, the statement from Scott Duxbury, uh, who said, we will be supporting Rob Edwards come hell or high water. We believe that he will deliver what we all want a sustained and successful football club we all can be proud of. Um, now, 10 games uh, in a championship <laughs> 10 season. championship games as well. Yeah, exactly. For a manager who is new to this level, who hasn't had um, all of the signings that we believe his style of, his style of play uh, required. And it was quite evident what his style of play was because of what he played when he was at Forest Green Rovers and what it seems as though he tried to play in some early friendlies and then, you know, a few fixtures within the championship. Now, how can you stand behind that statement and say that you will support Rob Edwards, hell or high water, uh, <laughs> when clearly he hasn't been supported? Now, I should make the point that this is a statement from one person and the decision today has come quite clearly from another person so it's not the same person making the statement but the person making that statement was scott duxbury who is the the chief exec is that his title with watford he basically makes most of the operating decisions i believe but gino pozzo has to sign off on them is that more or less how it works yeah well i mean it's, it's, it's unclear and the exact yeah exactly but i, I think Gone. I don't. I don't want to interrupt. Carry well, on. Uh, I mean, the, I suppose I was coming to my closing point, which is he. he it doesn't look like he has um, uh, stood up to the statement. Um, so does that mean that his position is in jeopardy as well? Because, I mean, that doesn't look good. No. Well, I think I think this is honestly one of the biggest takeaways from this whole ordeal. To me, has been the fact that clearly. Um, the the disconnect between between Gino and Scott Duxbury is I'm I'm sure never been greater. There's no way after everything that was happening during this off season where Scott Duxbury at least seemed to acknowledge it uh, and show some awareness to the, the situation, the feeling uh, around the fan base. For him to come out and make that statement, Gino Pozzo is making a, a mockery of Scott Duxbury now because that quote is again synonymous with another mistake at the club where you know you've got a, a, a Scott Duxbury quote being floated around this time I think I have a little bit of sympathy for Scott I feel like this is probably something that he felt you know he actually truly believes in and maybe intended but clearly the the owner did not feel the same and uh, yeah look where we are now so I'm sure this is probably the, the biggest disconnect you've had between those two over this period which is an interesting position for Gino to be in because 
regardless of what you think about Scott, he's taken a lot of flack on, on decisions that I'm sure Gino's had involvement in too, um, just because he is a little bit more present, a little bit more forward to the fans, even though that's been you know limited at times as well. But now there's obviously some segregation. There's also been discussion that, or people I've spoken to have definitely suggested that um, you know, Scott Duxbury, this was a Scott Duxbury appointment in, you know, bringing Rob Edwards in. Uh, and that change of approach was something led by Scott. So now for it to be turned back on so quickly, it wouldn't be wouldn't surprise me if Scott was the next to go. Tom, last week, um, we had reports that Cristiano Giretta was going to be leaving his position. Uh, and that felt as though it was a, a big standing up in support of the, the head coach, mm. Rob Edwards. Rob Edwards. Now that seems to have been overturned by by Gino Pot. So he no longer, uh, if the um, the reporting from the Watford Observer today is uh, is to be believed, and there's no reason why it shouldn't be, um, it it, it uh, appears that Christian Adjuretta will be staying, and it's Rob Edwards instead that uh, yeah that, that's going to be going. I mean, <laughs> my goodness, good choice. Eh? Honest, honestly. I feel sorry for Rob Edwards and Richie Carl, first and foremost. You know, two guys, good guys, I'm sure, who really have done nothing wrong and have been failed by the club miserably, have lost their jobs for no reason today. And, you know, they will reflect on the choices they've made and probably feel, you know, they've been let down and probably feel that they made a mistake in, in joining such a batshit mental club. And, you know, I feel sorry for them. But it's almost... <clears throat> With the greatest respect to those guys, it's so much bigger than them as well. It's, 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 it's the, the lip service that has been paid to the supporters of the football club that bothers me the most. All this cobblers essentially about a cultural change, a cultural reset that we've learned from our mistakes of the past, etc., etc. That's what bothers me most. That nothing's going to change and nothing will ever change now. But is the is the kind of deduction I draw from what's happened? Because if you're not going to change it now, then when the hell will you change it? Quite frankly, and as Jordan alluded to, I know I'm going off piste a bit here, but these things all sort of run into each other. As Jordan alluded to, you know, I think most of us would have said, "Oh, we, you know, we can we can make a an educated guess as to why Gino's here and and why the Pozzo's invested in the club in the first place," because. There's a big old trough of money to get your nose stuck into, get your snout stuck into. But it becomes absolutely crystal clear today, doesn't it, that that's the case, that all this bollocks about building for a better future and, and, and learning from mistakes of the past is is just absolute and utter lip service, absolute and utter rubbish, doesn't mean a sodding thing. It's about getting back to the Premier League and getting our big 100 million fat check if we get up and stay up, brilliant. If we get relegated, then we need to get back there as quickly as possible because that's all it boils down to, isn't it? That's that's what it is. Let's be, you know, let's spell it out loud and clear. That's the be all and end all for the ownership, and 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 that's fine if you're honest about it, and if you're, you know, don't try and be something that you're not, and don't don't try and hoodwink the supporters or be here long after you. Um, in terms of the kind of the actual question and, and, and whatnot, it's, it's as I say, it's the fact that we've been promised one thing and and kind of, you know, led up the garden path. And I believed it. I believed it hook, line and sinker that we really were going to see something different. I didn't think for one second Rob Edwards was going to be sacked in this in this period. But no. now I just think, you know, what you know, how flipping stupid am I for believing that? <laughs> 
Um, and I, and I tweeted it earlier that, you know, Penny for Scott Duxbury's thoughts, he's been made to look stupid. You know, another quote nailed to his coffin that will be hung up, um, you know, and, and, and retweeted and, and whatnot. It, it's just, to me, it just becomes apparent that these other, these people are in position because they have to have a chairman or a CEO or whatever he's meant to be. And, and there's really only one decision maker there and he just surrounds himself with yes men and uh, pals and stooges like Cristiano Gioretta and that really is the mm. end of it. Mm. And that point you made there, Tom, I think that's one of the reasons that, that sort of feeds into the anger as well. At least it does for me that I feel like I've been made to look like a fool as well because I was, I mean, I wasn't, you know, backing Pipozzo 100%, but I certainly felt as though he was making amends that he the appointment of Edwards was the right decision to support him for a couple of seasons if need be to to allow him to to properly get into that uh, that, that chair in the, in the in the in the Vicarage Road training ground and 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 <laughs> and the very worn out chair um that uh, yeah. Yeah, and 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 just coach this team and and change the mentality that's been you know rotting at the core very quickly I feel like, because I realise I've spoken a lot and Jordan hasn't had a chance, I, I feel like uh, most people would have said, if the payoff is a couple of seasons, three seasons in the championship, but we get the proper hard reset, you know, we get a coach that was given time to develop a blueprint, we're giving time and resource and opportunities to homegrown players, we really, you know, overhaul the squad, we recruit properly we move out the old players on contracts that you know aren't fit for purpose and so on and really essentially start from ground zero and build up again and the payoff is that we get that but it's two or three years in the championship I think most supporters would have bought that that's the thing I don't think there's the same desperation from the support base to get promoted that there is internally and with that I'll put myself on mute <laughs> no no keep talking it's not a problem at all um yeah, no, I think that's the thing is there was, we needed to see a level of resilience from the ownership in, in regards to kind of weathering the storm. We said from the beginning, we don't expect it to be smooth sailing the entire time. It's possible it could be, but we're not saying it's a guaranteed. So, you know, let's see how much we are able to stick with it. Now, what we might as well discuss, cause it's been, it's been discussed elsewhere since and it's not something we we don't normally talk about rumors and stuff, you know. So on. we try and keep it mainly to to fact, but something which has been discussed since now, and something which I've also heard myself through through various people now. But one of the issues that was being discussed last week was that during this whole Gioretta thing, uh, essentially Gioretta's influence around the training ground um, involved in 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 aspects which you wouldn't necessarily expect your uh, your head of recruitment to be operating on your kind of, or director of football to be operating in uh, was kind of getting a little bit on the nerves of Rob Edwards and, and the playing staff and supposedly the playing staff had a meeting with Gino with Scott alongside Ed Rob Edwards a few central figures of that squad we don't have to get into the names specifically but a few central players went with Rob and they had this meeting and it seemed there was some sort of positive resolution. And that's where the story kind of broke that Giretta was going to be gone. Um, but then obviously it seems now that not only is Edwards going, but Giretta is staying. And for me, my, my takeaway, my feeling on this is that Gino for the first time in his ownership felt tested from those beneath him and felt questioned. 
Uh, and I think this is a, I think this is a retaliation. I think this is a, a claim of power and, and a show of strength. I think that's, that's what it feels like to me, because there's actually not much sense to draw from it other outside of something kind of egotistical and irrational like that. That's really interesting to hear, Jordan. I mean, what what does that say to the players as well, particularly the ones that went along with Rob to to sort of back his points of view? Um, yeah, well, I mean, how do you even continue playing in in those circumstances? Well, and the source that I spoke to, they they this is someone from in the club as well, said that they, their big their biggest fear after this confrontation was that something was going to happen, something drastic would happen. Didn't name specifically what, but you know, there's always going to be that fear that the players are not going to be fully invested and 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 disgruntled and and dis, dis disappointed, disjointed everything you can possibly imagine because the, the situation they've found themselves in now for a season that's meant to be promising. The players, you undoubtedly, from, from everything I've heard, were very fond of are very fond of Rob Edwards as a coach and felt that things would get better, especially once, you know, players came back from injury, availability was better, uh, and, and if he was perhaps backed going forwards. But we've just shown no sign, no sign of any sort of fortitude to, to sticking with the plan. And this is why I just, I have no doubt now in my mind at all, this was never Juno's plan, plan. This was something that Scott presented. He said, look, let's try this, let's give it a go. And ultimately Juno said, no, you know what? It's not working and I, I'm the boss. So this is what's going to happen. And now Scott sat there, egg on his face, looks like an idiot. He looks like an idiot to the fan base, to Rob Edwards. Rob Edwards probably feels stupid. And this is something I tweeted earlier. How ridiculous is it? Like how we've sabotaged, we've burned every bridge for every young manager looking to, to find a way in. That's the only opportunity we had open for progression, really, in, the, in a lot of ways, was the fact that, yes, we've moved on from managers, but the Ranieri's, the Hodgson's, the Pearson's, Kike sanchez Flores, you can see logic in there. If we, if we were to change approach and give a young coach an opportunity to come through, you know, people thought, well, maybe you know, it's mutually beneficial. We tried to Marco Silva, that didn't go, that didn't go right for us because of Marco Silva at the time. You know, maybe that's an avenue that we could we could work in. And now we've burnt that bridge because what happens? We bring a guy in who leaves a job at Forest Green Rovers. You know, just got promoted. Ten games in, he's gone without a job. Yeah, he got a payoff, but he's without a job, and it doesn't look good. Even though everyone knows the the optics of looking at Watford Football Club in this sense, but. Still, he would have been better off staying at Forest Green Rovers this season in League One. And what does that say about us? Yeah. It's, it's it's embarrassing. And uh, yeah, I think we've it's a, it's a real drawback. And I don't think this, I don't think this mark against us gets gets removed for a long, long time. Not especially whilst this uh, this owner's currently here. It's embarrassing. It's very embarrassing. I I would yeah. I would hate to meet Bob Edwards now. Whereas last week I would have been thrilled to shake his hand and now i would have to hide my face i think or just a every watford fan that saw if any watford fan out there met met rob Ad- edwards after today the first word that came out of their mouth would be sorry and that's that's how everyone feels everyone feels ashamed of the situation we've put him in and look don't get me wrong rob edwards he'll be all right he's a good coach i still think he's a good coach he's a good manager he got a good payoff for this it's a not it's disappointing it's frustrating but you know, Rob's going to be fine, but I, I'm just embarrassed that we gave him the unpleasant ordeal of the time that we gave him because it, it's just, it, it's a joke. And the fact is we brought him in and I, I just feel like Gino used him as somewhat of a scapegoat just, just to allow him to take the blunt and, and the blunt the end of things and allow him to be criticised. And it didn't maybe work out as well as he thought he did because the fact is we all saw we all saw the the frailties that are in that team and the, the the holes in the squad. And look, Rob tried to Rob didn't say a bad word about the owner the whole time publicly. He sat there and he t- went through press press conferences and said he was happy with the team despite not being so. And this is the reward he gets for it. And 
you know what we just we're not going to change as, as long as we as long as we have this time i can't see it happening because we've given them a prime opportunity we laid it on his lap and said here these are the foundations to change the football club change the approach and he can't do it so my faith is as i'm afraid it's, it's dissipated quickly i suspect he's been asked to sign one of those um non nda and nda yeah. as, as probably part of the um the the contract but i would love to find out if uh if he really was supported in the way that he felt as though he should have been. Look, there are plenty of leaks in that club. There are plenty of people talking that the, the story will come out, whether regardless of what mouthpiece it comes out of, people will, um, people will hear, I'm sure, at some point very soon, some of the reasons as to why this happened. And I, I don't doubt there'll be unpleasant listening, reading. Yeah. Um. I mean, we always fear an international break. We always fear international break. And- I kind of didn't know this time. You know, I kind of thought it would be ridiculous. Even for us, I thought there's no... Surely we can't be this stupid. Surely we can't be this dumb. I never thought I would... Th- the, the day I truly felt... The, only, the closest I've ever felt to this as a Watford fan, especially under the, the pots of ownership, was when we re-signed Kike Sanchez-Flores. That was a moment where I sat down and I thought, you know what, I don't. these owners aren't as smart as I thought. This owner isn't as smart as I thought he was. Mm. This is a ridiculous decision. I don't understand how someone in the position that he's in can make such a that's had the experience within the football that he's had can make such a poor decision, and we've somehow done it. You know, I was sitting there trying to think, what angle am I not am I not looking at this from? And the more you found out about that, the dumber it sounded. And I just feel like we're back in the same spot, and I actually just can't even believe we're sat here discussing this. Not just because we've sacked Rob Edwards. The fact that we're stupid enough to appoint him, if this is what we're going to do anyway, I just, it's just, it's mind blowing, frankly. Surely, Tom, um, Gino Pozzo must have people who tell him, you know, what the feeling of the fans is. I mean, uh, surely he must have that kind of a person who, 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 you know, gauges what, what the fans are feeling and then, and then reports back. And that person, whoever it is, must have said something along the lines of, if you do this, they will all turn on you. And that's more or less the mood. Yeah, I had a similar thought earlier. Like, you know, take the most, you wouldn't even need that person. Take the most rudimentary search of Twitter to see that you weren't going to have the the people's backing if you made that decision. Um, And that's the thing, I think, that, you know, part of it that informs how irritated people are. It's the arrogance to think, well, I know better. I know better than everybody else. And this man, this man has to go. This man is essentially not performing to um, the level required. And you just and I tweeted it just before we we start recording. Seventeen managers in ten years. There have been some howling appointments in there. The wrong person at the wrong time, and so on, and who did a bad job. But they can't all have been the wrong person. It you can't go through that many people and say you still know best. You just can't. And I think that's the point. He has to, he has to now look at how he handles managerial recruitment and kind of talent ID in that respect because he's been getting it wrong for too long. Or if it's not him, then whoever is in charge of it has been getting it wrong for too long. But my suspicion is it's Gino Pozzo. So that has to change, or nothing will change. And it's that kind of steadfast belief cast iron belief in his own ability to appoint managers that i think has you know led us down this this path and i i just i don't honestly believe there's a way that anything changes 
Jordan, there will be people that say, um, probably not many of them, but there will be people that say Rob Edwards made coaching mistakes. And I think that, I think that's more or less a, um, a statement there that he, he did make a couple of mistakes. Um, he wasn't the finished article by any means. Um, perhaps he was maybe a little bit out of depth. Uh, and the the dismissal from some some eyes might seem to make sense in some ways. Um, what would you say to those people? I think I think any person at the football club should be open to not necessarily well criticism, you know, comment on 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 their performance. The, the thing is, I always say that with a head coach, you have to be. Same with any sort of backroom or staff job and so on. We we can we make assumptions based on what we get to see and what we have access to. There's lots lots of aspects of those jobs we don't get to see. Now with Rob, I don't think he's out of his depth. Uh, well, I do think he's out of his depth potentially, but not so much in the standard of, of playing the, of managing the championship. I think he was out of his depth in the job that he took on. I don't think he really realised the extent of the the difficulty of the job. Um, based on kind of dealing with the stuff behind the scenes. I think he had so much to contend with, uh, with personnel available to him and so on. Yeah, he made mistakes for sure. Uh, but we have to accept a coach is going to make mistakes. You know, we're, we're in the championship. We're trying to get out. We're trying to change the direction of the club. It's not always a one-year process. And mm. I know our long-term strategy is, short-term, is short-termism, which is you know, it's, it's, it's a difficult one to get right. And we've got it right at times. We've also got it wrong plenty of times as well. But if we really wanted to see what Rob Edwards could bring to the team, um, what we could do and how we could change, then we had to give him the time. It wasn't just about Rob. It was about moving forwards and progressing as a club. We talked about laying a foundation, laying having, having an identity as a club. And that started with that first match. If you bring, in, bring him in, you say, look, this is the sort of coach we want. Young, energetic, fresh ideas. He's got a set way of playing. Let's start getting all things aligned towards this. Not Rob, just to this profile. You know, whether it's a team that's playing a back three, uh, you know, a number 10, two strikers, uh, you know, attacking winbacks. Okay, good. We've got this as a 10-year model, five-year model. Let's set a five-year recruitment plan. Let's get everything in a row. Let's start working now. Coaching. This is what we want the youth team to do. This is what we want this to do. Everything aligned, recruitment, coaching, whatever. Have it all connected. Then when Rob goes, who are you bringing in? You're bringing in someone that fits that mold because you've established the groundwork, the foundations to it. We've not even done that. It could have taken a year. I know I know you need to get back up. I know the, the idea is we need the money now. I get it. I understand. Parachute payments will dry up. But we had an opportunity to reset and we kicked the can down the road again. Now it's going to be even harder because the bridge, the thing that we had to make that that reset, those hiccups, that potential issues of you know things not working right and, and players not quite fitting and so on. The opportunity we had there with Rob, uh, with his ability as a coach, also some of the players that we have this season, that we wouldn't otherwise have in that sort of, you know, in inverted corners, in inverted corners, rebuild, reset situation. That's now gone because if we don't go up next year, those players are going to go and we're going to have to be doing the whole reset again from scratch with someone else. And we're in a worse position. I've got no, there's no doubt in my mind that we'd have been in a better position to rebuild this team in nine months' time than we will be most likely in nine months' time. Because if we go up with Billich. Great, we go up, we get that extra money coming, but you know, etc. But what's what? I don't see what's to make it different than last time we got promoted. So that's that's what I'd say. I don't even know if that's really a response to the question, but that's what that's kind of what I feel. Um, I think you know, as fans, we were sold the 
idea of project rebuild and we all said yes i think that's a good idea well i'm not going to speak for every fan and the fan base i think in general most watford what most watford fans were on board the idea of, of a rebuild and um it feels as though the only person that wasn't really fully committed to the idea of a rebuild was was gino pozzo the man in charge of uh of deciding whether whether we would properly give it a go or not and, and doesn't it doesn't feel as though we've really had that opportunity and um I'm in a weird situation here thinking I don't I don't think I want Billich to get us up because I don't want Pozzo to be proven right. <laughs> no, you don't want him to have the no. satisfaction of thinking that he made the right decision because it's objectively maybe objectively is harsh because I'm sure there's valid reasons. Every Watford fan it, wants it, success it, for Watford, but they want it, I think, in the right way and we can see from the last time you got promoted that that team just was not collectively there in the Premier League to um, to play together for each other and and also the core values that um, you know often get get sort of spoken about the, the Watford way and 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 all of that it, it it feels like it's been lost from from the team and this was the opportunity to try and re rebuild it but um yeah it's very hard to support this team at the minute but will it also indicate indicate sorry tom i'm gonna let you go here because i've just done i've just dominated this last section talking but what i will say it indicates to me is that there was a question of how serious is this is this owner for, for rebuilding the team and, and finding a different way to you know go about things and more longevity and more potential outcome and i think what it what it screams to me is that we don't have the stomach for it and all we actually want, all the owner actually wants is instant gratification of money in short term. Could you build a more substantial longer term project? Yes. But what's more appealing? Premier League money next year. We might go we'll probably go down again if we went back up, but we get that year of money again, parachute payments and so on. Rather than taking a risk and building something that can actually be, you know, strong and withstand these sorts of situations, we go down the short term short termism route again. Uh, we find ourselves in the exact same situation if best case scenario we go up what's to indicate anything has changed and we won't be in the same cycle yet again for the next five ten years it's it indicates the potential sale of the club which is rumored because if, if you're gino that's what you're looking to to capitalize on now you haven't got a long-term plan in mind because you're not planning on being here long term is that a possibility i mean potentially so there's all these elements to consider but regardless all of it leaves us in a, in a situation as a fan group just being completely, completely demoralized. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Tom? <laughs> yeah, come on, Tom. I'm doing a lot of listening because I don't disagree with any of it. I mean, I think we're all quite aligned normally, aren't we? But I do, I do, I do find myself just nodding along and saying, "Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more." Um, we're at breaking point, I think, aren't we? This is, if there, there was probably a feeling that that was the summer, you know, the end of last season with the kind of Roy Hodgson thing and everything, and we kind of. They saved themselves at the last second. Didn't That's they? it, exactly. They got a last second reprieve by doing something we never expected them to do uh, by appointing a young English head coach and kind of making all oh, the nationalities that important to me personally. But you know, a young head coach, progressive head coach, and saying all the right things. But they, any trust they built up, they chipped away at all summer by refusing to back him in the market. And I can almost guarantee that if they addressed it and if they put a statement out they would say something like we kept Ismail Assar and Joao Pedro who are two of the best players in the division and that is a massive success for the football club and it gives us our head coach the tools that most teams in this division or every other team in this division no other team in this division has no he didn't keep them he didn't keep them they ended up here by chance the deals that has held them which you were quite happy to sanction fell through but that does not that is not equivalent to signing the players that the manager needs we all knew what we needed you know even the most kind of layman on twitter knew what rob edwards was going to play what system he was going to use what kind of players he needed and where the therefore the deficiencies in our squad were and we didn't really address a single one of them properly and you just think at what point at what point is there going to be any introspection? Because you've now chipped away at that all summer and now you've broken it. And maybe it is going to take some kind of dissent at Stoke on Sunday. Um, and I, I dare say it will be dissent again um, in the home game. It's Swansea after that, I think, isn't it, in midweek? The first home game afterwards. I feel a bit sorry for Bilic in that respect. But I, yeah, I dare say there will be some there will be some fan dissent for the first for the first time really, um, kind of actually aimed at the owners rather than just booing a rotten team the rotten team that we had last season, mm. and it's fully fully justified. And if that's there on Sunday, I'll be getting involved in it because as I say, I don't think I'm actually potso out, but I'm potso pull your bloody finger out and start having a proper look at what you're doing and how you're running this club and who you're entrusting the running of this club to. Because I don't think you're making decisions maliciously, but I certainly don't think you're making decisions with the best um, 
result for the the club at the end of the day in it. And and to be honest with you, you know, I absolutely agree. I don't want them to get promoted really now because he needs to see. How sad is that's that? That's it. How sad is that? that? Is How so sad, sad is that? That I have a season ticket, I go to some away games and I don't want them to get promoted. Because he will go, we were right all along, you know, and that smug way that they did when they got promoted in 1920 during the COVID year. And you just think, it's... Oh, I thought you were going real far back then for a second. I was <laughs> Sorry, yeah. 1920. Oh, mate, you should have seen the, twi- the Twitter like in 1920. They were awful. Just <laughs> full of it. Just absolutely giving it. World War One. Yeah, World War One. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just... It really, really bugs me. And I've never felt more disenfranchised over the last 10 years. Even when um, Bassini was doing bonkers things and you know potentially driving the club to the wall off the field at least we had a team and a manager and what have you that we felt were pulling in the right direction and getting the absolute maximum out of what they had and representing us you can't say that about the football side anymore you just can't and and that's what pains me we just feel yeah we feel it's it's just become it's become entirely tiresome it's just it, it feels distant. It feels fragmented. It feels frail. There's no, there's no, there's no spirit there anymore. It's just, it's just stale, and it's just, it, it just feels like a, it feels like we are a toy, and it's just not, it's not enjoyable. We don't feel, we don't feel part of it. That that brings me to the next question: What is, what is the appropriate reaction from fans now? What what it, what sh- what should what should fans be doing? I I I put a tweet out. Um about this well not about this but within the tweet i included that it's time for uh peaceful actions and um stern words and uh i think the stern words have have been said i mean it's all over twitter um and and it's you know it's in the press i think as well so now it's the time for peaceful actions and i think that means banners that means um maybe taking a leaf out of udinese's book and um Delaying uh, entrance to the to the to the stadium. Um, someone I was listening to this uh, this very good uh, Twitter Spaces earlier uh, recommended that uh, we don't buy any more uh, Watford products, no more Watford shirts or scarves or or beer in the in the stadium. A point needs to be made to to Gino Pot so that we're and it's hard to say collectively because I never like speaking for a whole fan base and. Even Tom just said then that he's not um, he's not Pozzo out yet. So, but we at least I think can probably all come together and say we want to see change, um, whether that be change of uh, himself <laughs> going away and selling the club to somebody else, or <laughs> change of him you know bucking his ideas up and and you know properly uh, changing the way that he runs the club. We we need change in in some form. Mm. What about you, Tom? I think the hitting them in the pocket is always, you know, helpful, right? Because, you know, as we suspect, it's about money. I just don't think you can reach enough people to make the impact of of doing that. And yeah. I suspect, actually, a club... We don't really hit them in the pocket. No, that's it. And I actually suspect a club of Watford size, you know, kind of um, that kind of revenue stream isn't as big as, another, as other clubs. And I suspect a club of Watford size without a kind of you know, transient international fan base 
you know, most people go into the game on a Saturday probably make provisions to not buy a pie or a pint or whatever at the ground. They do their eating and drinking in town. They've bought their shirt for the season, so actually you're not going to see much of a drop-off there. So I think it has to be a vocal thing. Yeah, absolutely. It has to be banners. It has to be songs. It has to be getting your point across and making that um, weight of feeling known because, you know, reasonably assumed, going right back to a point you made, Matt, about having someone to kind of gauge the mood for him, you can reasonably assume that, the sentiment of Twitter might not reach Gino Pozzo, but you can absolutely guarantee that he will know and he will be embarrassed if Watford fans are singing and holding up banners and making a point at a match, demonstrating at a match. That will get his attention. It may not get the action you want and it may not get it very quickly, but it will make a point and he will have to speak out. I just... I just do believe... firm. I do firmly believe that a lot of this could have been nipped in the bud ahead of time with better and more open communication before now but then having said that you know this kind of new era of open communication and whatnot you know it's all been proven to be a bit of a bit of lip service again hasn't it you know what can we really take what you know wheeling duxbury out for a big interview with the watford observer um is 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 a step in the right direction but it only holds water if actions uh speak uh, if the actions are allowed to speak louder than words sort of mangled that one a bit but you know what i'm saying and and they haven't been so on the first thing you know the first litmus test acid test of this new era they've just proven it was complete and utter hooey and so for that reason yeah there should be and i'm sure there will be dissent i think you tend to get a more um you tend to get a more kind of vocal kind of I don't know, to the point um, following away from home than at home, don't you? So I'll be very interested to see what is said and what have you at Stoke. Are you going to Stoke? I am, sir, yes. Uh, I'm going to be there as well. Aren't you both going to that Yeah. One? Maybe we can yeah. share a banner. I was going to say, <laughs> my, be- my bed sheet or yours, Matt? <laughs> what should it say? How about something like, um, we need change, either... Either you go or you change. I don't know. I'm not sure. Like buzz goes. I'm not sure. Something like that. Something like that. Anyway. N- needs work. Needs work. Jordan, how about this question? Where does this leave the team now? The team that has uh, been built. Well, I say built. I mean, has, has attempted to have been built towards that 3-5-2. I mean, I don't know what Slavin Bilic plays. The, the, Plays four two three one. He the, the thing is, I mean, the the positive to not building towards the the three at the back is that we actually now have an okay setup for a four two three one. I guess which fits um, what Bilic is going to do for sure. So that's, I mean, if you can call it a positive, that's one aspect to consider. Um, it's not like we went fully kind of committed to that that shape and that style of play. So at least they can adapt, but um, it does leave the team in a horrible position from a from a mentality standpoint because you know here we go again all those players well not all those players wasn't a ton but the players that did come in the fresh ones they've now been tainted with the same feeling of uh, a head coach being taken from under them and especially when it's one that the feeling was quite good on so it's uh yes yeah, it's, it's an unenviable position for them to be in i know you probably haven't had too much time to really look at slavin bilic but um you know if he's if if he had been appointed in in any other circumstances, I think I might have been 
quite happy about this appointment just based on his track record of of where he's been and what he's done before. It, it, it does seem like um, if you completely forget about everything that's happened, uh, uh, a, a decent appointment. Yeah, it's not. It's not a not a bad appointment it's not it's not bitter and it's, 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 a, it's a shame because we all this kind of vitriol and hatred just falls onto Birch's lap and it's he's done nothing to deserve it and that i think what he did at west brom was actually really good i know that um you know west brom fans were pretty disappointed to see him go especially when he's ended up replaced by allardyce as well in the premier league but he was building something at west brom and he, he's a coach that I think I think we can get behind. I don't hate Bilic as an appointment. It's not about Bilic, uh, but I also don't give Gino credit for it either. I, I just think it's uh, it is it's too raw to do so. But you know, as, as you say, in in, a, in, an isol- in isolation, it's it's not a bad move to bring Bilic in. Uh, it's just the context that surrounds it, which is the, these are sour taste. Tom, do you? And and again, I have to sort of uh, preface this by saying we need to forget about what's happen to try and even discuss Bilic of any um you know tactical sense or or, or or opinion on 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 the man himself. Do you do you like the Bilic appointment? I think as Jordan said, there is definitely some sense and you can see for once you can see a little bit of a connection from one manager to the next. I'm sure you all remember my um good guy, bad guy kind of um theory about Watford <laughs> managers. <laughs> um Billich seems like a good guy following good guy Rob Edwards. So, yeah, but I think the 4 3 3 1, you know, obviously the success he had at West Ham was built around having Pie in that kind of bit of a kind of maverick number 10 role. And he really kind of squeezed the best out of him and, and a few other players and, and kind of really kind of harnessed the creative um, power of him and um, Manuel Lanzini before he had an injury. And, and you know, he had a really kind of decent team there. I think we've got the players to do that and actually we've seen, you know, Edwards play that kind of 4-2-3-1. But the thing that kind of bugs me about all of this is um, we've we've spent however much time and money crafting a squad for someone, given him barely any time. There's a World Cup break coming which would have probably benefited Rob Edwards, you know, to spend some time with those players. But now he's going to come in, Billich, have a few games, then he'll get that break. And then he'll have another however many weeks before the window opens, a couple of weeks before the window opens. And you just think there's not actually that much football left to play, really, between now and, and the January transfer window. Why couldn't someone else have... So why couldn't someone else, Rob Edwards being that person, have had that... Opportunity. It just feels like there wasn't that much longer to wait. Um, in terms, I've gone a bit off piece there, but in terms of Billich specifically, the, my my biggest thing though, and this is not nothing against him, is it just feels like, well, who's available? A big name. Oh, it's a bonus that he got this uh, got a West Brom team out of this division a couple of years ago. He'll do. There's no in terms of the type of coach he is and the type of profile of coach he is. There doesn't seem to be a you know anything connecting him to Rob Edwards. It just seems to be back to that who's famous and out of work and that's what bugs me as much as anything well it seems to me like this is a this is a slightly different one to the the who's famous and out of work i mean the last time watford in fact the only times i think watford have appointed under the pozzo's um a name has been either a, a, a name at the very start of his career like jim franco sola for example um maybe not the very start but not so not that 
that much into it, or someone who's at the very end of their career and in some terms even past it, like like Ranieri and and also Hodgson. I mean, I'd categorise them as names though, relatively. Well, well yes, of course, but but the kind of pull that Watford can. But fish is Billich not someone who is kind of in his prime in terms of managing his, his managing nah. career? No, I mean he's. I you don't think so. so? Nah, he was relevant about eight years ago when he did well at West Ham. He was in China last, wasn't he? You know, he and this is where I will kind of call him out a little bit. You know, he was in China getting a payday. Is he a serious manager anymore? I don't really think so. He's, you know, he's he might not be over the hill, but he's not. He's not at the kind of avant-garde of, of coaching in 2022. No chance for me. Jordan? Um... I don't know the the way the coaching system works is so str- like it's so strange right now the routes that that coaches take. Oftentimes they're going towards those money jobs um, a little bit quicker than they perhaps used to. I don't know if he's over the hill. It's it's a hard one to quantify for 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 head coaches and managers and so on. But um, I, I try and take a more kind of a, a case by case basis than anything. But look, I mean, it's not definitive. It's not. It's not a certain. That's for sure. There's still an element of doubt. It's not like we've we've got Rob and brought in a guy who's a guarantee. There's always that that kind of element to it. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not entirely sure. I'm kind of. I think it's a. I struggle to say it's a good appointment, just because again, because everything that surrounds it. But it's not a horrible appointment. It's just the the context makes it very difficult to to really comment on just yet. Need, I need need more than I need more than twenty four hours to deal with this. <laughs> I know it's it, it it's hard to to even. Think How many of these podcasts have we done? For fuck's sake! What the um managers the, have gone. The manager sat and... podcast and the new manager. This one has been wrapped into one. Yeah. Um, which has also happened on a couple of occasions. But wow, it feels like it's every couple. It's just. I sound like a I sound like a Sky Sports commentator. How, how many managers have we have we done during the pods uh, reign? Pod started in the uh, COVID season, so, so the podcast started with Ivic. Ivic, right? yes, that's right. Yeah. So Ivic one, Cisco two, and then where have we gone from there? Cisco uh, Ranieri. After Cisco Ranieri, Hodgson. Honestly, I'm surprised we've only gone through five. It feels like more. 17 in 10. Someone tweeted about Rangers as well, that we'd had more managers in 10 years than them ever. That cannot be true. That can't be true, is it? I saw that too. That sounds... Football, period. If, if, you're a, if you're a football banter Twitter account or semi-famous, you're Surely tweeting not. about Watford today. So we've reached <laughs> significance, but not for any good reason. We are the laughing stock of of the league, aren't we? Not just the champions of of all of all English football. Surely, I can't I can't think of another club that's getting more more laughter. Yeah, we're an easy we're an easy grab, aren't we? In that sense, awful. <sighs> it is awful. Um, let's let's try and go back to Billich for a second here. Will the fans? Do you think support him? Should they support him? I mean, it's not his fault, but I think. I think the fans are able to separate from the manager um, and and accept that it's not his fault. We all want, I mean, I said we want the club to win. We just discussed how we must don't want to go up, but we don't have anything against Bilic. And I think it's going to be very heavily directed at the ownership. You know, it's a horrible tur- turbulent situation for, for Bilic to enter into, but um, I think he comes with, with no hard feelings whatsoever. I'm sure he'll be welcomed, but 
I mean, if he doesn't know already, already he's going to be quickly woken up to the uh, the atmosphere which is uh, currently going around and circulating the, the team. Tom, um, why why him? Why not somebody else? Why, why out of all the pool of people that are available? Very good question. And this is something I wish they'd do is, is kind of say why they pick, you know, why they settle on any manager because it would help. Um, it might you know, get people cynical old gits like me on side. Um, Why, I honestly think, I do honestly think that the fact that he won promotion out of this league a couple of years ago is a big factor in that decision. I really do. I don't, I don't think it, you know, the the level of thought goes too much beyond, I might be doing them a massive disservice here, so I'm quite prepared to be wrong, but I do. Probably not, Tom. I do honestly think it doesn't go much beyond Right, he's available, he's experienced, he's managed at a higher level and he's got a team out of this division in recent memory. Um, were his West Brom well, team... Well, if that's the case, why not bring Zisco back? I mean, he was at the last couple of games, I'll tell you what, that looks... It, I mean, I feel now. stupid. I feel stupid now for saying... Yeah, I feel stupid for saying how ridiculous, uh, how ridiculous of an idea it was that we could be thinking that. Because, I mean, I'm surprised we weren't, honestly. That is... Uh, we had this conversation, I can't remember verbatim what we said, but I'm pretty sure we all laughed it off and said, you know, there's no way that we're doing that. And blah, blah, blah. I mean, are we sure? It was pretty close, probably. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if the conversation was had. He probably thought better of it, maybe. Uh, I think he'd come back if he was offered it, to be honest. I'm glad. I reckon he'd come back. So, yeah. I think the, fa- I think the, the, the fans and also the players would have taken better to him Dan Bilic, uh, 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 nothing um, personal against Bilic. I, I think he's a, a genuinely good manager. But I just feel as though um, the, the fans, whilst they would have still been exactly the same as as they've been, um, you know, today, uh, they would have probably thought along the lines of, well, we liked him and he did do well. So I'm not, I'm not against that appointment. I'm just against the uh, the dismissal. But with Bilic, there's it, it, kind of the feeling of, oh, he, well, he's he's done good stuff before, but I don't know. I do think he's a good coach. I do actually think he's a good coach. I, I do think what if we're using West Brom as an example, I think what he did there was quite impressive, and I think he was building something that we could deal we could do with here. But it's it's not. But will he get the, will he get the chance to build anything though? I mean, well, too far. Edwards Who didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's. No, I know. It's, that's what I mean. It's hard to get excited about, and it's you know I'll do a video on Billich and I'll talk about him, and we'll talk about what he can, what he could do, what he can't do. But it's it's tiresome. It's tiresome to listen to. It's tiresome to do. It's tiresome to watch because it feels almost inane at points. Because what's the point? <laughs> you know, we've discussed about Rob Edwards for you know at nauseum all the possibilities we have, and look where we are ten games in. Like what what are we doing? Insanity. What I will say, boys, before we get too far away, and I know we're kind of knocking on a little bit here, I know there's also things you guys want to do tonight as well. Um, we do have some questions. I asked some questions. I'm not sure how, if any of them are serious yet because I'm not looking through them really. But yeah, we should move we on to the questions, questions actually as we are getting um, towards uh, bedtime, at least for me over here. So yeah, let's, let's bring those questions out then. Um, do you have them to hand? All right, Jordan? this one. I've okay, cool. got them ready to go. Obviously, I'm, I'm not... Yeah, okay. Um, so we'll start off with Charles Wright. I suppose Charles is a good guy. knows what he's talking about. Um, you know where I stand on it, but playing devil's advocate, if we get promoted under Bilic, are we happy? Would we forget about Rob, just like we forgot about Djukanovic? 
I think some people would. I think a lot of people would say that isn't papering over the cracks for me anymore because that's all it would be, papering over the cracks. I'd say also, um, mm-hmm. and, and maybe this is very naive of me, but people like people that are friendly, that are happy, that um, explain decisions, that smile. Ivich didn't have a lot of um, warmth about him. And so, oh, sorry, it was Jukanovic, but um, I mean, <laughs> Jukanovic wasn't much better than Ivich, really, in terms of um, his demeanour. And so I think it was quite easy for fans to sort of say, well, you know, there was that. But And we, we it, went off the back of a lot of pain either, were we? No, though? I think it's going to be quite hard for fans to um, to forget about Rob, actually. It'll, especially when he goes on and inevitably does well somewhere else. Yeah, I also agree. Um, uh, this one's from Nick uh, in Duluth, not far from me, actually. Probably my, the nearest Watford fan I'm aware of, so shout out to Nick. Uh, why bother? That's my question. Why bother following Watford? <laughs> but for those of us who didn't grow up there, have no close connection to the area or team, is Watford FC worth our time? Oh, well, that's a good question. I mean... If, if you can, get out now. Because um, if, <laughs> if, if I lived in if I lived in the states, let's say, and um, I just picked Watford because you know I wanted to follow football, and they seemed like the kind of you know team that might have been uh, you know not not the favourite, but the one that might have done well, the plucky youngster, the plucky underdog. That's what I usually go for. Um, you know, there'd be no reason for me to stick around, um, and. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't like this club, but I'm tied to it. I can't get away from it. I, this is this is my team. What what I would say to that question, Nick, is that if you do, you've, you've inherited some time and effort into this team. You've invested. You know people. You've 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 met people. You've got energy invested into this team. If you were to if you were to leave as a fan and join another club, most likely a big t- a bigger team is trying try and get rid of some of the pain you're not going to have the same level of community and um uh, and fan connection that you can achieve from supporting a smaller club even from across the pond that'd be my opinion as someone who's also unfortunately tied inexplicably <laughs> now to the club yeah tom what do you reckon should, should he run or it. should he stay winners never quit and quitters never win yeah Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> Tom for replacing Billich. All right, next question uh, from Duncan. How I have many, but but all in the form of what the hell is our ownership doing? Yeah, I mean, doesn't have the question, but agreed, Duncan. Andrew Reynolds, why, just why? <laughs> I know, <laughs> <Yeah>. I know. <laughs> Tom, why not support Man City? I think we just kind of outlined, or I tried to outline, uh, outline why. Um, this one's from Matt. How big should the Pozo out, Pozo out banner be? As yeah, big as possible. Big enough so that some they, they can read it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then from Joel, it's the quote, the 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 Duxbury quote, which I'll read again just because it's worth emphasising. This is a quote from Duxbury post the appointment of Rob Edwards. We will be supporting Rob Edwards come hell or high water. We believe that he will deliver what we all want. A sustained a sustained and successful football club we can all be proud of. Well, we've not sustained, we've not supported Rob Edwards come hell or high water. 
he's not had a sustained and successful period of the club and we're not by any means proud of it it's the complete opposite so yeah why that because i think potentially scott did believe it at the time he said it but i'm not sure he necessarily really really foresaw how quickly it could slip away from him you guys he sold it to everyone then. I mean, you can't imagine Rob Edwards would have joined had he had he felt as though he would have been under this kind of uh, limited um, back. I mean, he must have been told that he would get time. Must have been told because he, cause he he knew it was a poison chalice before taking it, but he must have been told we're changing. This is it's going to be different this time, <laughs> and he's been lied to as well because it's not. It's not different. It's exactly the same. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, Tom, anything on that? Yeah, I think they've, you know, they've evidently either lied to him or they genuinely believe that they've done everything they can, that they've given him every chance and it just cannot continue. And I don't know which is more dangerous, that they think that this is a squad that can is suitable and can be promoted or owners that just you know say what they need to say in the moment to be honest with you both probably equally dangerous in different ways so uh yeah just thoroughly depressing and i feel i feel for him but i feel like he's probably better off out of it um you know he will kind of there'll be a lot of sympathy and i'm sure a you know a decent club will, will snap him up and he'll go on and have a good career, but there's always a kind of inherent arrogance, I think, and I don't mean it in a, a, to be a negative, but with managers, that they always think they can be the one to change a club, don't they? You know, look at people going into Blackburn when the Venkies were at the height of their lunacy. Look at the people going into QPR when uh, Bernie Eccleston and Flavio Briatore were at the height of their kind of lunacy. You know, there are countless other clubs that have um, done it. You know, Sunderland, when they were mental, people think, no, I can yeah. be the one. I can be Leeds under Massimo Cellino. I can be the one. I've got the answer. And I'm, I'm sure there was an element of that with Rob and, and Richie Kyle as well. But yeah, they're better off out of it. Mm. Yeah. Sad to say. Um... By the way, England have drawn this evening. I don't know if you saw that. The, uh... No, I didn't actually know. 3 3, it finished in the end. Um, it seemed as though it wasn't a, a bad game. But, uh, oh. I haven't, I haven't seen any of it because I've been... The thought of even attempting to sit down and watch England play tonight is truly too much. Um, but well done, England. Uh, last one. How do you feel about Warnock for the new year? Obviously a joke question, but I can't even think about... If we replace I'm Ivich... Up, this, I'm up for uh, it. Ivich, sorry. If we... <laughs> you just full send. The thing is, <laughs> yeah, the thing I mean, is look, it's, it's not even completely out there is it you could see nothing is impossible when you... well, he's won more promotions than any other manager no one knows the championship better why not that's what i'm saying you could see you could see it as a possibility couldn't you i mean why not harry redknapp what let's let's go for everyone like you know yeah, in that kind of uh, I mean, we are, yeah we're at that point it's as depressing as it aladar's already in the queue yeah, yeah well that i mean <laughs> If we follow the West Brom succession plan, it is Billich Allardyce, right? So, Ugh. okay, and that pretty much concludes it for the questions, guys. Yeah, there, there were there were a few statements, um, things like uh, Matt Gom said Jim Paolo needs to take away Gino's toys, 
uh, and either put uh, in place something similar to Udinese or sell up. The sacking is disgraceful after the comments from the club in the summer. Uh, I won't be surprised to see Duxbury sacked and Giretta promoted. No, I, I, yeah, I could see that happen. Dom Smith 999 says, who's doing a worse job? Yeah. Uh, Liz Truss or Gino Pozzo? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean... She's not done anything majorly. Yeah, to yet. be fair, she to be fair, she hasn't had much of a no. chance yet. Whereas G, whereas Gino's proved that he's uh, yeah. he's, he's doing the bad Gino job. Probably, um, yeah. Alan Lathwell, who regularly tweets me and is aligned with me in his thinking that uh, makes him a good guy, says, "Do the fan base have the appetite for protest, or will there be apathy and acceptance of the incompetence <laughs> and lies told by the owner?" I think we've probably universally said we think there will be kind of protest, but I don't know how significant it will be the question of if we have the appetite for it is a good one though yeah yeah but we've we've not we've never been known as a fan base for being that outspoken is that the right word yeah we're not yeah yeah. i know you mean not not in the same way as 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 certain sections of liverpool or man united or newcastle fans have been in the past with their various owners and their feelings yeah, no, I know what you mean. I, I, I do agree. I'm not sure exactly how how much we'll go through with that. And I also wonder how quickly, and it's kind of tied into the question we had earlier where, you know, how quick will we forget about about Rob? What what will the, how quickly will the protest die if, if Bivich, if Bivich, if, um, if Bivich wins, that's a horrible combination. I just concocted in my mind now. Uh, Slavon Bivich um, and Slavis. No, no, no. And, and Ivich. What was Ivich's oh. first name? Vladimir. Vladimir, yeah. Vladimir yeah, Bilic. Ter- terrible. <laughs> terrible. It's a combination. But anyway, um, if Bilic was to, or for lack of a better term, Bivich was to win the first five games, are the, are the banners still up? You know, are the, are the Gino Pozzo banners still out? Anti one, sorry, are the players or the fans at the training ground even? You know, is that stuff going to happen? I'm, I'm not it's entirely. It's a great sure. question, and I, my gut feeling is it would die down, which reckon, yeah. isn't what I want to happen because no. that won't do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't. No. We, we can't accept the the club going forward in this trajectory, even if it means we get promoted and 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 all of these. Things that we want to happen, but it just in not in this, not in this way. And also, unless there is a huge rebuild in the summer following the promotion, that I don't think I, I, even with Bilic, I don't think that it's coming. But if if there was, it would have to it, there would have to be a massive rebuild to to get us restocked with the players that are capable of of taking on the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. This is a massive job, and that's what I mean. We've kicked the can down the road again. Final couple, Patrick J. Byrne. Surely Scott Duxbury's position now untenable after his statement promising a change of culture. I realise he is merely a Pozzo puppet, but surely he realises he is fatally undermined. This is honestly almost the most interesting thing in all of this for me because, you know, I've been annoyed when they've sat managers in the past and we accept that it's going to... Or we know... We don't accept. We know it's going to happen now. Um, but... This was an interesting kind of power dynamic for me. If I read into it, how I, you know, if I'm reading into it correctly, what what do you guys reckon? I, I think Jordan might have said that you wouldn't be surprised if Duxbury was next to go. I think this is a. I still think it's a. I think it's a show of power. I think that he. I don't think there's ever been a, a bigger division between the two of them. 
Um, and I think we may come to realise that the Ducks we might have been doing more work behind the scenes to keep things sane than we perhaps thought previously. Yeah, I, I mean, if he does stay, won't he be just like a you know, a, a dog with the tail between his legs? Like, how, could could we even trust his decisions? It's a horrible it's a horrible job for him. That's for sure. Yeah, you can't win in that role, can you? No. Uh, and then final one, less of a question, but a nice analogy from Jimmy Armchair. If Watford FC owner Gino Pozzo ran a horse racing yard, he'd choose and buy the horses. He'd make sure they were well fed and watered, debatable. He'd keep some and sell some. He wouldn't run them when they weren't fit. And then if they didn't win, he'd sack the jockey. <laughs> it's hard to disagree with that. It's not a terrible <laughs> one, yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty it's accurate. Not bad. One from me. This is from Gifts from the Streets. Uh, we are the laughing stock of English football. Pots are out. Yeah. Short and sweet to the point. Yeah. That's a good place to finish. Yeah. Okay. Um, one last thing to mention. We did run a poll uh, just to get a, a vague uh, gauge of uh, what Watford fans are, are thinking at the minute. The question was, do you know Potso in or out? Um, and, and at this current time, we haven't had a, a huge response to it. But uh, I'll tell you what the the current uh, running is. Um, 66 votes so far. Um, uh, 92.4% Gino out. 7.6% Gino in. I mean, that is pretty categoric, isn't it? I I mean, it's a very small sample size, but 92.4%. Says a lot, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Right, okay. Well, on that um, bombshell of a news, uh, I think we'll probably have to retire there because uh, it's it's getting late here and uh, I can't honestly go on because it's just so depressing. It's so depressing. Yep. Um, You've got <laughs> and I've got a lot to edit to get this out as well. So, yes, but thank you both for joining me again. It's, um, it's always a pleasure to, to speak to you and... I'm sure we'll be bringing another pod. Um, well, it will be post Stoke City, uh, talking about our our new our new gaffer and how and how he's done uh, in his in his uh, first game with with Watford. And um, we'll be back to discuss his replacement come the World Cup. <laughs> That's right. We we will be. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah. Thanks again for. Um, for, for following the, the Watford Buzz podcast, you can tweet us uh, at Watford Pod. Uh, you can get in contact with, with Jordan at Jordan Weimer, with Tom at TB Burdell, myself at Messi Messiano. We'll see you next time. Uh, and um, if you can, stay, stay sane and um, support the horns and uh, prepare those banners. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 